Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. I can't for the life of me understand why the Sixers believe the right move would be to run it back with James Harden. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. The other big question today is one that Canty posed earlier off the air, and it, ha- it really has my mind spinning, and that is the celebrities that you want to see in a cage match, given what we are... Today's apparently Elon Musk's birthday. Correct. Musk's, I should say. And uh, he and uh, Zuckerberg getting together in the octagon at some point, maybe. I don't know. Uh, with, with Dana White trying to put that together. The celebrities that you want to see. Now, look. The Rock and Vin Diesel, to me, that, that has the potential to be a good fight. But I do think The Rock would end up destroying him in the end. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be a good fight I mean, at all. I'm trying to think about the good... Fights, not the ones that are just going to be completely complete blowouts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm and I'm having trouble coming up with great ones. Yeah, I mean, so maybe the listeners can help us come up with some other ones then. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I could say Kanye, but I could say Kanye against ten people. Kanye, Kanye against, against every, the world. Kanye versus everybody. <laughs> Cam, who you got? Uh, do Letterman and Leno still have a rivalry? That would be uh, fun I'd to love watch. To see that that would be a good yeah. one. I was so Team Letterman. So, Team Letterman. And then there's Conan Leno. Conan Leno as well. Maybe we should get all, Just of get the, all the talk show, show yeah. together for a Royal Rumble. Who then, do you think comes out of the – who do you think makes it out of the cage? Well, I think the first thing they would do is getting up and beat the crap out of James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely what would happen. He's the first to go in the Hunger yeah, Games. Absolutely. No question. Uh, but, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Letterman – yeah. Letterman scrappy. I think, but Jay's a survivor. He is, Jay's right? Jay's a survivor. Like, He's he like just cockroach to, in a nuclear holocaust. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. That's a yeah, good point. I don't know. Bubba, you got any for us? You got any to think of right now? Nah, nothing. Sp- I mean, I'm just still hung up on you versus Jim Gray. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really all I want to see. So if we can just make that happen, you know, I'm sure he's listening right now. If, if we can just set up this, this cage match, that'd be great. And if here's have, what I would if want. If you want to add I, in Seacrest, that's fine. But That's fine. Here's what I would want. I would want... Uh, to get in the cage with Jim Gray, I would want to beat his ass, and then I would want him to have to interview me afterward. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Greenwich Boys and Girls Club. <laughs> wow. The decision, too. Carlin's decision to kick Jim Gray's ass oh in the ring. Goodness. All right, so which celebrities do you want to see in a cage match? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Oh, sorry, you said celebrities. Never mind. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I agree. Jim Gray's not a celebrity. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty, the decision is coming for James Harden. By tomorrow, uh, he has to decide whether or not he's going to opt into his uh, $35.6 million player option with the Sixers. And I, frankly, have just been very surprised that we have heard all along the Sixers are not going to be interested in going and, and trying to sign Fred Van Vliet and that this right now appears to be plan A. And... I love Nick Nurse as a coach. I do. 
I don't know that Nick Nurse is nearly enough to fix what ailed the Sixers this past year. Well, you can't change the inconsistency of James Harden at this stage in his career. He's never been a guy that's taken care of his body consistently. Now, he made strides last summer, and that paid dividends once we got into the postseason. But how much runway, how much tread does James Harden have left? I mean, he's going into his age 34 season. Can you really trust that James Harden is going to be able to step up and be that consistent number two scorer alongside Embiid throughout the two months that it would take to make a run to the NBA Finals? I don't think so. No. Uh, I mean, so if, if that's the case, then you have to think about being able to put more balance and more depth into this roster. And I think the money that you would tie up in James Harden could be spent better elsewhere. Now, I'm not saying that Fred Van Vliet is going to come over for peanuts, but it's certainly going to be less than the $40 million plus a year that James Harden would be seeking in free agency. Now, if Harden decides that he's going to opt in and take the $35.6 million, which I doubt he would, then that's a different conversation. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about giving him, you know, four or five-year deal for $40-plus million a year, and I just couldn't stomach that if I'm Daryl Morey, more importantly, if I'm Josh Harris, the owner, or, or Elton Brand, another executive in that front office. I just I can't imagine thinking that you saw enough down the stretch, especially in the postseason. Yeah, you had the 40-point games, but what were they followed up with? It, it was a no-show for two or three nights. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The consistency in his game is gone. And I think this is one of those cases that you have to recognize if you're Daryl Morey. Listen, if he opts in, there's nothing you can do about it. But you should not be thinking about giving him more money or a two- or three-year deal here when this is uh, clearly a case where you have to get out earlier rather than later. You're not winning it with Harden. You might win it with somebody else. And the clock is ticking on Joel Embiid. And he has been perfect for that city. Perfect for that city, and this is why they're better off without him. The question is, is it Van Vliet? Who is it at this point, Chris, that you turn to if you are the Sixers? Because we know that they love Tyrese Maxey, but what is Tyrese Maxey going to develop into? Is he going to be a top-tier point guard in the league? Well, well, here's what I would say. I think the hope is that he will develop into that eventually, but I don't know if that's going to marry up with prime and bead. So you have to have that second score or you have to have a really well-balanced roster like Toronto did when they won a championship with Kawhi Leonard. That's what you're looking to do if you're Nick Nurse and if you're Daryl Morey. But I think this love affair that Morey has with Harden is not allowing him to see the situation for what it is. Because if you extend James Harden, give him a multi-year deal, two years from now, Joel Embiid will be playing for somebody else because this team will not be any better than what they've been the last couple of years, and you'd be talking about a second-round ceiling on the Sixers. So to me, it's about trying to go after Van Vliet, yes, but also re-signing a guy like George Niang, who's a core player, also being able to see what you can get for the Tobias Harris expiring contract. Maybe you can free up some cap to do some other things there. You have to add to this roster. Maybe it's a guy like Jordan Clarkson to give you scoring off the bench in free agency. That's another guy that, that's not going to cost you a ton of money, but that could be a valued asset. But you'd be putting more pieces around Joel Embiid, and I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of him, and it allows them to take advantage of the strengths that he has while having a balanced roster. I think that's the best thing that Philadelphia can help for. I don't think there's that one player that you can add this summer that is going to make the sole difference. I think it's a, a multitude of players. It's a couple of different pieces 
in order to get this team over the hump. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, in for Gritty, presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home and auto have in common? They're yours, and Progressive protects them both. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Boy, they are lining up with these, Love it. Uh, these uh, Love celebrity it. battles. Let's go. Full lines at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Tim, up first on ESPN Radio. Tim, what do you got, buddy? Hey, guys, love the show. Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a great one. But here's the thing. Can, can I at least make the stipulation? I don't want to see the two old men grapple right now because that would just be sad. Can we make the stipulation that theoretically it would be in their prime? No, I want to see it now. <laughs> I want to see it. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I want to see it now. I still don't understand how Jimmy Johnson is in the Hall of Fame but not in the Cowboys Ring of Honor. Especially after Jerry Jones said at the Hall of Fame he's going to be in the Ring of Honor I, I very under, soon. I don't understand that. You, yes, you do. I don't. You, you know Jerry Jones not getting credit and anytime Jerry, Jimmy says anything it's going to get his attention for sure. Michael is up next on ESPN Radio. Michael, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'd like to see uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith battle it out. See, in theory, good. Chris Rock, smaller than you think. He'd get his ass kicked. He, would, he, he already did. And, he to do it again. and I felt terrible for Chris Rock because Will Smith, I think, was so wrong in that situation. No doubt about it. But... I, I don't want to I want to see an evenly matched fight and I don't think that's an evenly matched no, fight. Right no, no doubt about it. Uh what about Ronald up next on ESPN Radio? Ronald, who you got? Okay, Chris Canty, I got one for you and you can officiate. No, 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 Carlin, I got one for you to officiate. Give me Chris Canty versus Bart Scott. <laughs> oh, I love it. Can't wait for that. Can't wait. We should do that. Oh, wow. We should do that. The Canty Bart Scott cage match. It's wow. an evolution of the two-on-two challenge between Keyshawn and Jay and uh, Bart and Allen last well, year. Let's hope that Bart's strategy would be a little bit better in the match with you than it was that day. Let see, Jay see, score, see, a.k.a. Like, let Canty punch me in the face. That, that, would, that would be interesting because Bart and I have the same mentality. We're willing to hurt the other person. Well, we're willing to hurt ourselves as long as we hurt the other person more. <laughs> Like, that's the philosophy. If you're a defensive player in the NFL, yeah. that's your mentality. So, yeah. I barred trying to go rope a dope with yeah. you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think yourself out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that anybody wins in that situation. And, and by the way, I, I love you both. I don't want to officiate that. I want to close my eyes and not watch. That. No, but there's real beef, though. I mean, Bart Scott was the one that called our game in 2011 the death match. The loser was going to have their season end. And I just didn't think that he thought he'd be on the losing side of that. Oh. I'm just saying. People hold on to some things, huh? I hold on to my Super Bowl ring. You hold on to grudges like my mom does uh, for It's not things. a grudge. I won, I won, he lost. Wow. <laughs> Adam next, ESPN Radio. Adam, what's going on? Hey, guys, I got one for you. How about Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan? Yeah. I That's a good one. Yeah. I, I mean, at this that. point, Michael Jordan versus Scottie Pippen. Yeah, I mean, I that, mean, Scottie Pippen said Michael Jordan is not the greatest player in the NBA. I mean, but in we, NBA well, history, and we know what's behind it all. The Scottie, I know. Stuff. That's what I'm saying. I'd love yeah. to see it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of hate in his heart, and we know how Jordan holds on to every little slight. Oh, no question. Yeah, no question. Yeah. I mean, we'll get. We'll take more of these at eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. You can watch us. Uh, uh, watch Greeny rather on the ESPN app. Just click watch. Look for Greeny and, you know, enjoy. Up next, it is time for ESPN Radio NFL Rank'em. Today, fan bases. You know there's going to be plenty of people not happy with us. 
Canty has already said he doesn't care. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Celebrity death match. Who do you want to see? <laughs> Canty has created a monster today with this discussion. I love it, though. I yeah. love it. There are so many good rivalries that just deserve a good old-fashioned cage match. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who do you want to see? David, up next on ESPN Radio. David, who do you want to see in the... Octagon. Okay, well, from ESPN, Tony Kornheiser and Michael Wilbon. That's fun. <laughs> That's fun. And actually a battle of, uh, I guess, hosts of the same show, Max Kellerman and Tony Reale. Max oh, Kellerman okay, and Tony yeah, Reale. yeah, okay. I see Max that did it. Uh, Max did around the horn back in the That's day. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Not, bad. Okay, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Jay in Queens is up next on ESPN Radio. Jay, what's going on? Good morning, Gow. Good afternoon. Or good morning, rather. Uh, guys, if you're a movie guy, this is the mic drop. You ready? Mm. Ed Norton, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> nice. Fight Club. Nice. Come on. nice. Not bad. Come on. Rule number one, never talk about Fight Club. Never talk about Fight Club. I like that one. That's a good one. Frank, next on ESPN Radio. Frank, who you got? Good morning, gentlemen. Huge fan of the show, but I have Roger Goodell versus Adam Silver. See, I don't think that would be a good one, though. No, Adam Silver is lanky. I like, I, I, you feel like you could throw him around a little bit in the in the ring. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he'd do too well. He, he can outsmart a lot of people. Yeah, you know, I don't know if he'd do maybe too. Maybe he could. Would maybe, any maybe the, he could box Roger Goodell? I don't know. Would any of the commissioners, Rob Manfred? Get I don't think anybody would would take Goodell. 
No. No. I don't think so either. I don't think Bettman, no. Although Bettman, uh, while he's not terribly tall, listen, he's been around hockey long enough. He's a feisty nugget. (laughs) He's a feisty nugget. Pull Goodell's shirt over his head? (laughs) Start pounding on him? No? Nah. No. No. Ian, our stage manager, has got one. Who you got? Arnold versus Stallone. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. I mean, Stallone. That, listen, that yeah. that's a classic. That is that is maybe the best matchup of them all. Arnold's really? much taller, but Stallone. I mean, Stallone works out ridiculous amounts. I would think that would be a great fight. No, uh, I, I, that wouldn't be bad. I don't know if I want to see them fight now, though. What about in the coaching realm? I know you mentioned Nick Saban, Kirby Smart. Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, but I don't think they hate each other as much anymore. Uh, Belichick and Rex Ryan. That, you, there's you real hate there. Earlier. There's yeah. real hate there. Yeah. I would love that one. Yeah. I um, would love that one. Are there any others that are really good right now? How about Bubba and Nuno? Bubba and Nuno? <laughs> <laughs> Bubba against the folks in the commissary trying to decide which taco yes, meat to have those, those yeah. on yeah. Thursday. Oh, all of them. All of them. Pretty sure they had two weeks of pork. <laughs> two straight weeks of pork. Yeah, Great bu- job, guys. Bubba wasn't here last week, so he missed out. He forgot to. He was, but he charted it. I'm sure he charted no, it. No, he couldn't because uh, one of his coworkers forgot which what they had. That might have been me. Wow. <laughs> Terrible job. By I think Cam. it was chicken, but I don't remember. Maybe it's Bubba and Cam. Maybe they're going I mean, that wouldn't, that wouldn't last very long. I'd be done for it. Gary on ESPN Radio. Gary, who you got? Okay, in honor of my left-wing mom and my right-wing cousin, Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. Nice yes, yes. That's a great call, Gary. Both of them got time, too, because ain't no, none of them working. So. Exactly. They can yeah, set that fight up easily. They got, they got time for that one. Oh, Un- undercard to Zuckerberg Musk. Some excellent, excellent suggestions. We're still open to them at 888-729-3776. It's Greeny coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Prescott has had a fantastic... Windows my whole career. You want to win the Super Bowl. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's... Rank them. The top five fan bases. Canty and I both did a list of the top five fan bases, so we'll... We'll go back and forth, uh, five through one, and okay. we'll start. So, Canty, you start with... Number five. The Green Bay Packers. I mean, think about it. In an age where NFL owners are trying to maximize every dollar and the commissioner is trying to pump up the valuations for this club, the support for the Packers has been strong enough for them to stay in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. When you're a player on a visiting team and you got to play the Packers... You stay in Appleton, Wisconsin, which is 45 minutes away. There, there's no hotels that will be able to accommodate a full team that are close in Green Bay. So think about that. Think about the support that it takes in order to make it make sense for the Packers to continue to stay and call Lambeau Field home. To me, they're, they're one of the most diehard, passionate sports fan bases in the National Football League. Ironic that you put it, that you put it like that because – Number five for me is the Raiders, and they have moved around a ton, but their fan base is national, and it is one that is diehard, to be sure. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where they are playing. The silver and black, those fans travel, they show up, and and they make it, no matter where they are, they make it a very, very difficult place to play. Number four. The Buffalo Bills. I mean, listen, all you got to do is walk through the parking lot on your way to the stadium, Mm. and you see people tailgating, jumping, and breaking tables like that tradition that they have. They're out there with no shirts on. They're cheering on their team. 
listen, they don't have a lot of success once you're talking about competing for Super Bowls, but those fans still show up and show out every single game, no matter the team is good, no matter the team is bad. The Buffalo Bills, one of the top fan bases. Uh, great fan base, only place I ever feared for my life a little bit as an yeah. opposing fan, yeah. and that is accurate. They were pushing my car back and forth That's because I had a Steelers bumper sticker on it. Uh, Canty, my number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I got the chance to experience that one live this year uh, when they played the Jaguars in the middle of the season. I'll tell you what, that was an amazing experience. And we've known for the longest time that that's one of the loudest places to play in the league, if not the loudest. That is a die-hard fan base, and that is the number one team in that entire region. I would absolutely go Kansas City Chiefs number four. Number three. The Steelers. Uh, I mean, half towels will travel. You, You go to any Steelers game, home or away, you're going to see those towels waving in the stands. One of the most passionate fan bases in the league. There's no question about that. The thing that impresses me the most about them, even when their team is clearly not going to be a championship contender, you can't tell a Steelers fan that. They will continue to support that team in the lean years as well as in the championship years, and that's what I respect about Steelers fans. Yeah, for me, it's the Bears at number three. They haven't done a whole lot of winning uh, over the last 40 years or so, but I, I have to give the Bears fans a lot of credit. Another great fan base that shows up in absolutely awful weather. They are diehards all over the place, and I, I think that is just one of the great sports towns in this country. Your wife is from Chicago. Yeah. Would you rank the Bears number one in Chicago, or is it the Cubs? Well, I will say this. The Chicago Bears play in a town that had Michael Jordan for a decade in two different three-peats. Yep. And it was still a football town. There you go. That tells me everything I need to know. Number two. The Saints. I don't know that there's a team in the National Football League that means more to their city than what the Saints mean to New Orleans. Think back to 2006, the wake of Hurricane Katrina, and and how that team – was the galvanizing force to get that community back up on its feet. I mean, they love the Saints. The Saints love them. It's a relationship like no other. The New Orleans Saints, one of the most passionate, passionate football fans in the league. Yeah, number two for me is the Steelers. You detailed a lot of the reasons why. Uh, I would just say that you, if you go to Pittsburgh and you are there on a game day, that it's not just around the stadium. It's everywhere in town that it's absolutely nuts. And... Chris, it is the only team where I have I've been to a few Super Bowls. The Super Bowl in uh, Detroit against Seattle was a Steelers home game. Yeah. That was absolutely absurd. Number one. It must be something about the Keystone State, and Giants fans ain't going to like this, but the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles fan base, man. I mean, that is that is like no other. It is incredible. Like, Here's the thing that you need to know. My dad went to every single football game I played in home and away. And I would not let him go to an Eagles game in Philly without having my brother or somebody that was my size with him. Mm -hmm. Because that's how dangerous it could be for visiting fans at Eagles games. I mean, think about the old stadium, the vet. They had a jail underneath the stadium. (laughs) That's how rowdy Eagles fans can be. So the Eagles die hard. That doesn't even quite pull it all together. I I just – they – are the definition of a fanatic. Yes. They are the definition of fanatic. And they are number one on my list as well. And I experienced that over the course of a year and working in Philly. 
And all I can say is this. Uh, it's not just about all of that passion. It's not just about walking across or walking um, past someone in the airport, not in Philly, but somewhere else. And if they have anything that's even remarkable, uh, remarkably says, uh, remotely says Philadelphia, the first thing they say is go birds. That's the first thing they say. So that is always kind of that language that goes across the country. And then lastly, Chris, I mean, it is the only place I've ever been where every single person in town knew who the long snapper was and knew him by face. And he was one of the biggest Big stars. Big fella, they made a movie about Vince Papali, who was a bartender yep. that tried out for the Eagles and made the team. They made a damn movie about him. Yep. That just I mean, goes to show you how passionate the fan base is. It's not even close. It's Philadelphia <laughs> number one. Is there anybody that you uh, felt like maybe was close that you left out? Uh, any omissions? I feel like the Browns. Yeah, I mean that—that that is a fan base. Remember, they petitioned the NFL once Art Modell moved the team to Baltimore. Like they petitioned the NFL, got the Cleveland Browns expansion team, got the history of the organization back. Like think about how passionate the fans had to be, mm-hmm. even though the club didn't give them a whole lot of reasons to be passionate in That's the way fair. of winning. That's very fair. I, along those lines, I would put the Jet fans up there. That has been a long-suffering – I mean, that long-suffering doesn't even cover it. And they have been diehards. <laughs> I heard Sal say they hadn't won anything since we put a man on the moon. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That's rough. That is a rough sentence, but it's accurate. Is it wrong? <laughs> it is not. It is not wrong. And I'll tell you, I, there is not a group of fans, I think, that has suffered more than the Jet fans. And that's why I feel bad for what's going to happen to them this year. I do. It's all going to get let down for you, isn't it? Think so. I want to be more positive about it, but well, know. listen. They're, they're, the, the bar is championship, right? What Tom Brady did in twenty twenty, I, I just don't see that in the cards for the Jets this year. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. Why tomorrow is so crucial for both the Lakers and the Sixers? It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Rest of the week, huge NBA news. You know will come all over the place. Free agency beginning Friday, whether or not James Harden opts into his option tomorrow with the Sixers. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, host of the Hoop Collective podcast with Wendy, with Tim Bontemps, with Tim McMahon. Wendy, we appreciate a few minutes. We know it's a busy time for you. Let's start with the Lakers and Rob Polinka's comments yesterday that they are just kind of focused on retaining their core, filling in the margins. Do the Lakers really have any option to do something big in free agency if they wanted to, or is this what their lot is going to be anyway in the offseason? I mean, I do think that they have some options. I mean, so... I, I... They, they, Rob Plinka made it pretty clear he wants to re-sign Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves. And if they're going to go down that path, they're not really going to be a, a big cap space team. And I totally get that uh, because they, even if they had cut all their players and they let Rui Hachimura walk, they could have generated about 30 or $35 million in space. That's a lot, but that doesn't really get you into the Kyrie game. It doesn't get you into the James Harden game. And there's no other really big fish out there. So I think it makes more sense to do what they're doing. But what tomorrow will be interesting because they're going to pick up uh, Jared Vanderbilt's contract, which is $4.7 million. That's great value. Uh, then they have Malik Beasley and they have Mo Bamba, who have non-guaranteed contracts for next season. If they let those two guys – if they – cut them or not pick up their options or whatever the verbiage is. It doesn't really get them significant cap space, but it could get them access to the mid-level exception of $12 million. And that is something that they could go out and try to hunt for, you know, a meaningful role player, a rotation player, maybe even a starter. I mean, they have an issue at point guard. They got to decide, are they going to re-sign D'Angelo Russell? Yes or no? Are they going to re-sign Dennis Schroeder, yes or no? Or are they going to go out into the market and look for that? So they could still bring Beasley and Bamba back on different deals. Um, but tomorrow they'll show their hand a little bit. They already showed their hand a little bit yesterday by if issuing the qualifying offers. Um, that really, to me, says they're not going to go big fish hunting. But they could still be a player on Friday and Saturday. Wendy, any chance that the Lakers get into the business of Fred Van Vliet during free agency? Or is he they're too not, expensive? Yeah, so yeah, this is what I'm talking about, Canty. That's like the player that they're not, you know, I mean, I want to be careful never to rule anything out, but it, it, they're not opening themselves up to make a move like that. Mm-hmm. There are other players that I think that ha- that would be somewhat interesting to them. Um, you, know, f- you know, if they opened up that $12 million exception, for example, they could go hunting for a player like Bruce Brown. Mm. who has opted out of his contract with the Nuggets. Now, a lot of teams are interested in Bruce Brown, and Bruce Brown hasn't ruled out going back to Denver. Um, But, you know, that's a player that they could maybe get. That's not going to cause us to pause SportsCenter, but that's a player that could help them as an example. And that's, again, if they they release those guys tomorrow. Um, But Palenka has, 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 you know, his choice – I think makes sense here because he, he doesn't have the trade assets sitting there to trade for a Bradley Beal or to, or to you're get into a possible Dame Lillard sweepstakes. But he does have the ability 
to sign guys and then look to make deals later on. And I, you know, he showed last year that he can do a midseason deal that can help the team. And so I think leaving those windows open is not is it's not a bad strategy considering the the position the Lakers are in. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA Insider, best basketball podcast out there, the Hoop Collective podcast with Wendy. All right, with Harden, tomorrow's the deadline for the option as to whether or not uh, he opts into the contract with the Sixers or declines. What's your read on that situation? And uh, if the Sixers want to bring him back, what does that look like? The Sixers do want to bring him back. Daryl Morey has come out and, and you know basically said that, and it's not a surprise. Um, he, his this contract option is for thirty five million dollars. That is um, probably below what his market is. So I expect him to opt out. Although I will just say that I don't know for sure what's going to happen there. And last year, Daryl Morey and James Harden surprised us with the plan that they had for him to take a pay cut. And James does not use a normal agent. He sometimes consults with agents, but he does a lot of it himself. And, you know, in some cases just deals directly with Daryl Morey, who he's known and worked with for a very long time. And I think that that's something that is, uh, we're going to keep an eye on, but I expect him to opt out. And then to me, um, if I thought, like, you know, I know that there was this belief that he, that he might go to Houston. And there was a time where he may have been that. But the Rockets are out there showing interest in a lot of free agents. And if they were planning on, on getting one guy for over $45 million of their $60 million in space, I don't think they'd be doing that. They're not, they're not behaving like they think they're getting hard. And so that's why I say indications are hard and are going to stay. To me, the, the, the question is, uh, what's the contract? Is it, is it, do they give him the max? I mean, he took a pay cut last year. In all honesty, they probably, it's probably, they're probably in a little bit of debit to him. They probably, I could see them giving him the max. If they do give him the max, how many years? Because he can get four. Now, I don't, I can't believe that he, that they would give him four, but he could get it. That's where I'm sure he's going to start his ask at. And so they have Tyrese Maxey they got to deal with. Joel Embiid's contract, um, hits the super max level this year. They got to, they got to, they got to do some maneuvering here. Um, but I think the Sixers were not that far away. I'm seeing a lot of guys on our network, you know, drag on the Sixers. I know they didn't get it done, but they were, a, you know, four or five good minutes from being in the conference finals, and maybe they beat the Heat, and they have a, a weapon to use against Jokic. I, I don't think this team has to look at itself and say, "Oh my God, we need seven new players." I, I think, you know, they're they're potent, and I think keeping Harden is a huge part of what they need to do. Talking to ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorse on Greeny and, and Wendy. We know that Blazers executive Joe Cronin met with Damian Lillard and his agent earlier this week. When will we know? whether or not the Blazers are going to hang on a little this season? I wish I could give you a good answer on that. I don't think there's a clear answer from anybody. I, I think from what I understand, you know, Dame does not want to put any more public pressure on them. He's going to continue to give them some space here to see what they can do. I don't know what they've got. I mean, their biggest move is probably trade is probably re-signing Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's a player who was on their team last year. I suppose it's possible they could look to sign and trade him, but are you getting a player that's going to make a or players that is going are going to make a vast difference in your outlook that way? I don't think so. I mean, I you know, I've seen NBA teams pull off stuff. So I'm going to sit and watch it. I'm sure Dame's going to sit and watch it. I'm sure 
you know, Dame heard some of what their plans are. I mean, they, they keep Dame involved. Like he is not out of the loop there. And, you know, I think what the Blazers would really like is for Dame to just see what it's like to play with Scoot Henderson. I think their big addition is Scoot Henderson and they'd like to see him and maybe get excited about playing with him. And so I think what they're looking for is time. And the question is, is Dame going to give it to him? But I'm going to tell you already he's giving it because there was a big chunk of the league that was wondering whether Dame was going to ask for a trade on that in that meeting on Monday. And he didn't. He's still giving them time and, and they're giving him a ton of money. You know, he signed a contract extension last offseason for huge, huge dollars. So there's there's a two-way street there. So I, 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 I am I am doubtful that the Blazers can meaningfully upgrade their roster outside Scoot Henderson, but we'll see, and I'm sure that's what Dame's waiting to see too. What would you do in Cleveland yesterday? Apparently you dropped a couple of breadcrumbs and the city's going nuts, at least ESPN I Cleveland know. does. Yeah, well, you know, look, we all have to fill our content on the radio. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, we're also in a bit of a dead spot here. There's not much happening. I think people are desperate. Um, it was not a Utah situation. I was just uh, referencing right. that the Cavs, uh, you know, the Cavs are kind of in the same boat, not quite the same, but they're not too far off from where the Suns were. You know, they traded so much to get Donovan Mitchell that they really don't have much left to maneuver. Um, and so they have to try to be creative and try to do stuff on the margins. And I was referring to some stuff that I had heard that they were investigating, but probably were not going to be able to do when I called it outlandish, uh, some attempts at outlandish. And for some reason, that word got everybody very excited. But um, the Cavs are not trading Darius Garland. They are not trading Donovan Mitchell. They are not trading Evan Mobley. I think everybody, all of a sudden, people were making leaps. I know that it's the time of year. Um, the Cavs were in fourth place in the East last year and have a high quality team and are looking to make, looking to creatively find additions to their roster. They are not looking to jump into the Dame Lillard sweepstakes, which people seem to somehow by using the word outlandish, they seem to think that's what it meant. Wendy, last week you said that the Kings could potentially be interested in exploring the Draymond green of it all than free agency. Is that something that Draymond would even be interested in? You know, I just can't see Draymond leaving the Warriors. And, and I'm a big actions over words guy. The Warriors' actions are indicating that they're going to really try to bring Draymond back. Number one, they opened up cap space long-term by moving Jordan Poole. Number two, they moved, removed Jordan Poole, who we know there's issues, chemistry issues there involving Draymond Green. They are now in position to re-sign him. Having said that, Draymond has never been an unrestricted free agent like this. And so there are teams out there that have interest in him. It wouldn't surprise me if he listened in Sacramento with 36 million in cap space after that draft night deal with Mike Brown, who's very close to him and, and have a need for a big man and a guy and defensive help. It wouldn't surprise me if Sacramento was at least interested in kicking that tire. But do I honestly believe that that's what will happen? I do not. Uh, I believe that Draymond will be back with the Warriors and um, that they'll work out a deal. You know, he opted out of 27 million It'll be interesting to see what he might resign for. Would he take a little bit less? Because with the Warriors, where they're at now, every million dollars saves them like six or seven million in tax. So he, he takes a couple of million dollar haircut and then spreads it out over three or so years. It could, you know, he could make a lot more in guarantee, stay with the Warriors, compete, stay with Steph. That's what makes the most sense and the direction points there. But I'm not saying we won't have a, an interesting moment or two over the weekend. The Hoop Collective Podcast. If you want to get smarter about basketball, you listen because it is outstanding. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA Insider. Appreciate it, Wendy. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You too.
Uh, I listened to it this morning on the way in, had Bobby Marks on, had Om Young Masuk on. It was tremendous. Yeah. Um, listen, when it boils down to it, it, when we're talking about Dame Lillard here, I can't believe we're still at this point where Portland is asking for more time and Dame is giving it to them. Time is something that Dame just does not have. I, Chris, I get loyalty. I get all of it. I just don't see how this could possibly be a situation that is easily saleable to Dame Lillard for Portland. Yeah, but I think that's why everybody in Portland loves Dame Lillard. Yeah. It's because he's willing to give the franchise as much leeway as he needs to in order to give them a chance to field a contender around him. Does he just not want to be the bad guy? I, I, don't, I don't. Listen, there are a lot of players that would love to start and end their career in one place because that is their home for the rest of their lives. And, and guys don't want to disrupt that, man. I, I see it all the time in sports. I've, I've witnessed it in the NFL. That, that, that's a real thing, and it feels like that's what's going on with Damian Lillard. You know, on the Harden front, quickly, I listen, if this is the way that they're going to run it back, I disagree with Wendy about how close they were this past year. I, I just don't see it. No, I don't see it either. Celebrity Deathmatch, PGA mm. Tour guys versus the Live Golf Tour guys. Oh, absolutely. What was it, DeChambeau and uh, Brooks Kepka also back in the day? Yeah. Those two are Live now Brooks Kepka versus Roy McIlroy. I'd love to see them all beat each other up. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.